You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. and floorboard to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Here to help you get your home improvement projects done around the house. Now, have you been hearing that the economy is bad, Leslie? Yeah, kind of. And also, you know, my saving statements show I that I think as it's well. the chicken little uh, effect. You know, the everybody sky thinks is falling? The, yeah, they think the sky is falling. <laughs> the truth is, if we had just a more positive mental attitude, I don't think it would be near that bad. Stock market would reboom. Carpenters would go back to work, housing would, would uh, do much better, and all would be well. So let's just try to be positive for this hour of the Money Pit, and let's get some projects done around your house. We are in, actually, the Money Pit prevention business. We help you make good homes better. So pick up the phone and give us a call right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. Coming up this hour, we're going to talk about a few ways to cut your energy costs. You know, one way is to upgrade your windows. If you use good quality windows and you properly install them, you will see major, major results in your heating and cooling bills. We'll tell you what you need to know in just a bit. Now, the big things like replacement windows, they can, of course, help a lot. But when you're looking for places to cut energy costs inexpensively, the first step is to look at the insulation in your home. So we're going to hear from Kevin Ireton, the editor of Fine Home Building Magazine, and he's got some tips to help us with that. Plus, we'll have a few quick and easy ways to save a few bucks on running your dishwasher. You won't want to miss that. It's a super easy tip, and you're going to wonder why you haven't been doing it for years. And this hour, we're giving away a set of Husky Tough Tapes, measuring tapes. They're worth more than 50 bucks, and they are fantastic, very sturdy measuring tapes. Pick up the phone and give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's first? Heading over to Michigan to chat with Donna about a painting project. What can we do for you? Hi. Um, my son has, in his room, we had painted it bright red and had um, sponge painted over top of it white. And I want to change that. He's 13 now, and he wants a Detroit Tigers bedroom. <laughs> All right. so. It seemed like a good idea at the time, huh, Donna? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I was just wondering, um, you know, what I should do. What's the first step? Definitely primer, and especially since you know what colors you're going to go with. You're going with blue and orange for the tigers, correct? Correct. So you know what colors you want, so you need to get your primers tinted, and they'll do this for you at the home center. Just have them tint the primer to each color, and you want to make sure, I don't know if you're doing like a half and half, like orange on top and blue on the bottom, but you want to make sure that you're priming for the appropriate color of the top coat. It's going to help make sure that you get rid of that red the first time with the primer, and then when your top coat goes over, you're getting good coverage. Now, if you've got some sort of areas of unevenness from the texture with the sponge painting, you might just want to give it a light sanding before you go ahead and prime. Okay, that's what I was wondering about. I didn't know if I had to sand it all the way down or not. So. No, you just probably want to get rid of that ridge. 
Yeah, just make it nice and flat. And and when you do put your top coat on, Donna, I would recommend a flat paint. Nothing with a gloss because if you got a little texture on there, the flat paint will help hide that. If you use something with a gloss, you'll see it. Okay. Okay. That's great. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Donna. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, now we're going to take a question from Stephen in Minnesota, whose question is about insulation. So my only guess is that you're freezing your buns off, Steve. Well, I've been living in this house for about 15 years, and it's never been a very warm house, so I've been insulating the walls and such. And and then I got to the attic, and I noticed that it's got uh, blown-in insulation that's settled way down, and so I decided to uh, beef that up. They recommend an R38 up in this part of the woods. And so I... Uh, I was putting some insulation up in there, and I noticed uh, when I started reading up on it that I would need unfaced insulation in there. Correct. Yeah, that makes sense, but I already installed some uh, faced insulation down because I could get it over into the corners. Oh, boy. Uh, which way uh, did you face the vapor barrier? I faced it down, the paper down. The paper is down, the insulation is up, and is that a second layer of insulation? Yes, it's over the... It's over the blown-in. Oh, man. Blown-in Yeah. I got bad news for you, Steve. You're going to have to pull that out. If if it Because it's basically sandwiched in between. And what you've done now is you're going to trap moisture beneath that paper, and the blown-in will become saturated. And, you know, it could develop condensation and mold problems because what happens is you get dust on the insulation and that feeds mold and the mold will grow on the on the and the insulation strands. And also as the insulation gets moist, you're cutting down its R value. You're you're making it sort of not do its job, correct? Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, it may not be a terrible job. What what you're probably going to want to do is pull that insulation out there. I you can even peel off the paper face. It's not a pretty job, but it'll work. And then lay those bats back down as unfaced. Then you'll be good to go. And you're right. You need about 22 inches of blown in or about 19 inches of of unfaced insulation in that attic space to give you the maximum amount of warmth. Okay. Well, I guess I better get myself back up in there then. Yeah. Basically, Steve, you created a moisture sandwich there, and we've got to fix that. Okay. Well, uh, that sounds like something I can probably uh, work on this next weekend. That sounds good. Steve, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Pick up the phone and give us a call with your home repair, your home improvement question, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And Tom, Mr. Mary Sunshine of Optimism, is now going to be answering all those calls. one 888 Yes, I will. 888-666-3974. Unless I use the call forward to your house, my dear. Dang. Hey, most of the time you want to keep doors shut to save on energy bills. But there is one time when propping open a door can actually save you money. Wondering what that is? We're going to tell you after this. Money Pit. Money Pit. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And the number here, actually, the number to Tom's house is one 888 Pit. Give him a call right now. <laughs> No, seriously, pick up the phone, give us a call. We want to hear what you're working on. We want to help you get the job done. And more importantly, we want to give you the tools to get the job done, and we want to give them to you for free. So one caller who gets on the air with us this hour is going to win a set of three Husky Tough Tapes from Iron Bridge Tools. Now, these 
are extra tough with numbers on both sides of the measuring tape and magnets to help keep that tape where you need it when you're working alone. It's a prize worth over 50 bucks. So give us a call with your question at 1-888-MONEYPIT right now for your chance to win. 888-666-3974. You know, keeping doors shut tight will prevent cold air infiltration, which of course is the biggest cause of increased energy bills. But there is one instance when an open door will actually save you money. We're talking about your dishwasher door. You know, air drying your dishes is a great way to save money and save energy. If your dishwasher doesn't have an automatic air dry switch, turn off the control knob after the final rinse, prop open the door a bit, and the air will dry out your dishes without soaking your energy bill. 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question. Perhaps you've got a money-saving tip. Give us a call right now. Leslie, who's next? Kathleen in Utah needs some help with a hard water situation. Tell us about the problem. Hi, thank you for speaking with me. Um, I have a rental home. has very, very hard water. There is no water softener. I have a dishwasher that I replaced about three years ago, and the renters are complaining about hot wa- hard water spots. Um, I went to a, lo- a local home improvement store who suggested running lime away through it, which sounded not too safe. And then they suggested I purchase a water softener. I was wondering what you would suggest. This is my own little money pit. The expenses have exceeded the revenues. Well, there's a simple water softener that you can install that's called Easy Water. Their website is easywater.com. And instead of having to hire a plumber, Easy Water essentially can be installed by you. Very simple. You're wrapping an electric wire around your main water pipe. And what it does is it sort of realigns all of the mineral deposits inside the water so that they don't stick to each other. And if they don't stick to each other, they're not going to stick to the plumbing and the glasses and everything else. You can buy and install one for a lot less than you could uh, hire a plumber to install a water softening salt-based system. It's also a lot healthier for your tenants. Sounds like a great idea. I'll certainly look into it. I appreciate your suggestion. You're welcome. The website, again, is easywater.com. And is it easy or is it E-A-S-Y? It's E-A-S-Y. E-A-S-Y. Okay, dope. Water.com. Easywater.com. Thank you so very much. It really is easy to install. You're welcome, Kathleen. Don in Pennsylvania has got a question about its heating system. What can we help you with? Yes, I was wondering about a cold air return bring the fresh the fresh air return from the uh, bringing air in from outside okay uh, duck work mm-hmm. you mean from from the exterior we're not talking about it uh, the uh, return inside the house you're talking about venting some fresh air into the house correct yes into the uh cold air return okay so i think what you're talking about is called an air-to-air heat exchanger okay. and basically it takes fresh air into the house but allows some of the heated air as it's being exhausted, sort of the stale air, to transfer some of its heat to the chilly air coming in and dramatically improves the efficiency of that operation. That's added typically in a home, a residential home, that's really, really well insulated, that does not have a lot of air changes per hour because it maintains the healthy environment. It's also a fairly standard thing done in a commercial installation where you have to make sure that you're always introducing fresh air into the building. So it's a good idea if the home is very, very tight. If it's not really tight, then you don't need to worry about it. Okay, it is a little little bit tight. 
Well, how do you know how tight it is? Have you ever tested it? Uh, well, it's up in the attic out there. We have the insulation running through the through well, the rafters. You know, that, that, that may seem like it's an energy-efficient house, but we're talking about how well-sealed the house is. There's one way for you to tell. It's called a blower door test. It's done by an energy auditor, and they can actually measure how tight your house is. And i got to tell you, of all the times I've seen these tests done, basically what they do is they stick a big fan in the front door, and they blow the house up with air just like you're, you're inflating a balloon, and then they measure how much of it's leaking out, and they can actually do it in the reverse, too. They can depressurize the house and measure how much air is leaking in. Generally, you will find that it's very, very inefficient and far more inefficient than what you thought it was. So unless you've done that type of test, Don, I wouldn't recommend that you install the air-to-air heat exchanger just speculating that you may need it. I would get the data first. And frankly, if the if the house is leaky, you may be better off putting uh, your money into how to, in trying to figure out how to make it tighter. And that's something that will also be identified by that blower door test because it will show you exactly what's leaking, whether it's the windows, the doors, the walls, the outlets. And you'll know exactly how to attack it and make that house nice and energy efficient. You can probably get it done, by the way, by your local utility mm-hmm. company. They very often and sometimes offer they even do it for services. free. That's true. Sometimes they do do it for free. Don, I hope that helps you out. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now, Tom, when you go and get the energy audit done in your home, is the blower door test the standard test, or are there a series of other things that they do? There's probably a series that they're going to do. It depends on how thorough the energy audit is. But uh, if you have the opportunity to get that blower door test, it's really going to be enlightening what you find out about the house. Dan in Idaho needs some help with a new home he's building. What can we do for you? Hey, we're building a new house. Okay. And I want to know if there's a website to go to that will tell us what efficient things that we can do that are cost-effective before we get started. Yeah, that's a good question. And I think a great place to start is energystar.gov. That is the website put together by the Department of Energy, and they have... Energy Star information there for pretty much every room in the house, for every construction technique. There's info for homeowners. There's info for builders. You can really do a good job of educating yourself, Dan, on that single website put together by a DOE. Great. They have stuff like for furnaces. How about for, like, uh, windmills? Are they... Are they not, not so much for alternative energy. Are you thinking about... Um, you know, in, investing in wind or solar or something of that nature? The whole thing. Wind, maybe putting in a boiler, a wood boiler. And, yeah, you're uh, not going to find a one-stop shop for that. I will tell you that, um, generally speaking, that the alternative energies like that are going to be pretty expensive. I, I know, for example, I heard just the other day that uh, the cost of installing a wind generator was averaging at around twenty grand. And it was going to save you about 700 bucks a year in electrical costs. So think about it. Do the math. You're not going to break even on that for uh, for more years than that generator is probably going to than that wind generator would actually last. So even though it sounds like a good idea, the the install costs are so high it doesn't always make a good idea. I'll tell you what is a wise thing to do when you're building your house, and that is to build one that is really energy efficient. I mean, you can basically build an energy star rated house today mm-hmm. where you test it when you're done. You actually have an independent test done to make sure that it's draft proof and it's 
insulated well and has the right kinds of doors and windows. All those sort of things are we'll the best down. are the best way for you to, to keep your cost down. Again, maximum energy efficiency. I would concentrate on that first. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you have the opportunity to put a small solar panel on the roof or something of that nature, you do that second. But the first thing is to make sure you build an energy-efficient house. Don't worry Mm -hmm. about how to fuel it. Just make it tight first. And you know what, Dan? There's actually a great website. It's the website for the U.S. Department of Energy. And they have a whole site dedicated to energy efficiency and renewable energy. And that website is E-E-R-E dot energy dot gov and when you go to the site you'll see a whole section on solar energy and wind and hydropower and geothermal technologies and there's a lot of information there that might help you along the alternative track as well dan thanks so much for calling us at 888 money pit Hey, we know this time of year you guys are spending a lot more money on your energy bills, but did you ever wonder exactly where those energy dollars are escaping from your money pit? Why not consider an energy audit? And those are available free from many utility companies. Details on how you can get your energy audit next. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatrue, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Choose the brand more building professionals prefer and add up to $24,000 to the perceived value of your home. For more information, visit Thermatrue.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And hey, folks, we totally understand everybody out there is scrimping to save money. And your house really, I would say, is your biggest wallet emptier out there. So when you're thinking about saving money around your house, energy is the big dollar spender. And we all want to learn ways where we can tighten up our homes and make them more energy efficient. And I think a great way to start would be having an energy audit for your home. Absolutely, because the whole process can be very overwhelming. Overwhelming. If you do want to save energy, where do you start? What's the first thing you should do? What's the second thing you should do? How do you prioritize these things? An energy audit is the answer. But how do you get a good one done? With us to talk about that is Kevin Ireton. He's the editor of Fine Home Building Magazine. They've got a great article in the current issue called Every House Needs an Energy Audit on page 42. Kevin, where do we start? Tom, you're, you're exactly right. The place to start is with an energy audit. You want to hire somebody who's professionally trained in diagnosing, you know, all the problems that can happen in a house. Kevin, I'm often uh, surprised when you see the competing claims of manufacturers that sell a lot of energy-related products. I remember once recording a, a window commercial for a company. At least they sent me the script. We ultimately refused to record it because it said you would save 50% on your energy bills if you installed these windows. And I wrote back to the salesman and said, maybe if you had no windows and now you have windows, you might save 50%. But the consumers are faced with a lot of these competing claims. Some of them make uh, absolutely no sense. And so an energy audit, I would imagine, helps you prioritize exactly which of those improvements are going to make the most uh, sense for you financially. Tom, you're absolutely right. It's the energy auditor who's going to be able to come in and measure how leaky your house is, how well your insulation is working, how efficient your furnace is, and a a dozen other things. And then he's going to recommend to you the improvements that you can make in the house. 
And then you can also have your house tested again to know whether those improvements are actually doing what was claimed was going to happen. Now, Kevin, do you think that an energy audit works well for, say, just a home like mine that was built in 1920 or for the no, for the new house that's going up three doors down? Is it something that you want to do early on in a construction project or does it better benefit an older home? We're, we're at a time when, it's, when the, the, the field is really changing. I think we're going to reach a point where all houses should get an energy audit. In your case, you want an energy audit because you want to know you know, where is my house leaking? What do, how do I improve the energy performance of my house? If you have a new house, you really kind of want to do the same thing. As a person buying that house, you want to know if the claims that the contractor's making are correct. You can actually test those. If you're a builder, you can test a house for leakiness, for instance, before the drywall goes up, when you can still get in and fix all the leaks. I think we're going to see a lot more energy auditing going forward. We're talking to Kevin Ireton. He's the editor of Fine Home Building Magazine. Now, Kevin, for those of us that have existing homes, how do we hire uh, and select uh, an energy auditor? How do you make sure that the person doing the audit is not only there to sell you perhaps some services in the sense that they would say the bad news is you've got a leaky house. The good news is I'm just the guy to fix it for you. So how do you prevent the conflicts of interest? Well, first of all, you, you want to make sure that, that the energy auditor has been trained and certified by one of the three organizations that we found that do it. CMC Energy Services, Building Performance Institute, or ResNet. Secondly, you want to get some references, as always. And the, the last thing, it's interesting that you bring up that point. Do you hire an energy auditor who also offers to fix the things? Or do right. you want an energy auditor who's third-party independent, and he, he says, I'm not going to fix your house? People disagree about that. And I think you're going to have to use your own judgment. I mean, personally, if I knew a renovation contractor, a remodeling contractor, who owned a blower door test and a, a, a infrared camera and was that into, you know, these kinds of diagnostic techniques, I would be impressed. And I'd be a little more inclined to hire that guy. Interesting point. You know, within the 20 years I spent as a home inspector, the, the golden rule there is uh, thou shall not repair homes thou inspects because of that very conflict of interest. So I think that there's a definite concern. And we hear a lot from other trades that are in the inspection business that cause a lot of fraud. So I think you have to be very careful. In fact, Leslie and I were just talking not too long ago about an experience she had with a, a chimney sweep mm-hmm. who promptly arrived at her home only to, uh, d- to declare almost immediately that she needed a chimney <laughs> liner without even looking upside the thing. Yeah, and to completely rebuild the exterior portion of the chimney on the roof as well. It's a really tough issue. One of the one of the people we interviewed for this article said, you know, would you take your car to somebody to get it diagnosed and then not let 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 person fix it? Well, of course not in most cases. And let me guess so, that that was a guy that did the repairs. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it, it's going to come down to a judgment call, absolutely, and that's why the, it's so important to check references. And Good what point. is the price range on these audits? Like, what can we expect to pay, and how quickly will we see the savings? Leslie, that's a tough one. We we saw price ranges everywhere from $200 to $2,000. That's huge. And and partly what you have to know is, I mean, first of all, it varies from house to house, but also the level of, of diagnostics that the individual does can vary from company to company. And even some companies might offer different levels of service. So 
that's the price range. Most of them seem to fall between $500 and 1000 Well, one thing we all agree on is it's a great thing to do. Kevin Iredon, the editor of Fine Home Building Magazine, uh, the issue is on newsstands now, info at finehomebuilding.com, and the article is called Every House Needs an Energy Audit. We agree. Kevin, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. You're welcome, Tom. Well, thanks for that great advice, Kevin. Hey, if you're looking for another way to keep your home warm and energy efficient, the answer is the right windows. Now, replacement windows, they might be too pricey of a project in this very uncertain economic climate we're facing it. Why not break it down into more manageable chunks? We'll tell you how to do that next. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatrue, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Choose the brand more building professionals prefer and add up to $24,000 to the perceived value of your home. For more information, visit Thermatrue.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now at one eight 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 Money Pit to ask your home improvement question and to get in on our prize giveaway. This hour, we're going to give away three Husky Tough tapes. They're measuring tapes in 16, 25, and 40-foot lengths. It's all you need to get all those projects done around your house. They're worth over 50 bucks. Going to go out to one caller that comes on the air with us and asks their home improvement question at one eight 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 Money Pit. Well, if one of your projects is making your house more energy efficient so you can start saving some of those energy dollars, and replacement windows seems to be the ticket to make your house more airtight, but it's kind of expensive and your budget's taking a hit just like everybody else's, well, you can do the replacement window project in phases. In fact, adding or enlarging just one or two windows in your home has many positive effects. Increased natural lighting and improved fresh air circulation will add a whole new feeling of life to your living space. And you can even choose to do the windows on the front facade of your home first, which will help you boost your home's curb appeal. Just remember to use top quality materials and proper installation for that big difference in your energy bills. You can do it in phases and you can make your house a lot warmer and a lot more valuable. And if you do it right now, you could be eligible for a tax incentive oh, that's point. available through the federal government. There's a energy tax incentives that will help actually kick back some money on your taxes via a tax credit. There's a website that tells you all about it. It's simply energytaxincentives.org. 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now if you've got an energy upgrade question. Maybe you need a repair question. Maybe you just want to dream about some new space in your house. We'll help you get all those projects done. Give us a call right now, 888-MONEY-PIT. Who's next? Mary in Tennessee needs some help in the bathroom. Tell us about the problem. We have the tile board up. It goes around the tub, and it's just all rotted out around there. Hmm. Well... If you go up a couple of tiles high, Mary, do you still have the same kind of problem, or is it really just that bottom row? It's the bottom. Okay. Well, here's what you need to do to fix this. Uh-huh. You're going to have to remove the damaged wall board and the damaged tile down in that area. And what you want to try to do is remove at least one tile where the wall board actually turns solid again, like peel it off the surface. Because then what you're going to do is basically rebuild that deteriorated bottom edge with some new drywall. And 
better than using regular drywall, we'd recommend you use something called Dens Armor, which is a fiberglass face drywall that uh, is not going to be as water. Mm, it's completely moisture resistant. It's made to mm-hmm. withstand mold. I mean, it really will not grow molds because you're getting rid of the food source. No paper, no food source for mold. And I think if you're able to just patch that in there, especially in the area where you're seeing a lot of abuse and a lot of you know splatter from water, you'll be able to solve this problem. Then when it comes time to replace the tiles, if you can save the, the ones that you pulled off, great. If you can't, Go for a complementary color because you're never going to get And If you had white, you're never going to get the exact same white. Right. If you had yellow, you won't get the exact same yellow. But if you had yellow and you put blue in or you put brown or you put mauve, you know, it'll look like it was always supposed to be that way. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining us this hour. When we come back, we are going to dive headfirst into our email bag and help one listener sort out whether or not they should hire a pro or do the project themselves. So stick around. You're in a Money Pit. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are all about helping you save money. And we know you could use some advice on that. So to that end, I want to point you to my blog at WalletPop.com, a site that's owned by the good folks at AOL. It's devoted to helping you find ways to save money. I'm fortunate to share a lot of home improvement tips on that topic at WalletPop.com and hope you will check it out. Hey, and while you're online, head on over to MoneyPit.com and click on Ask Tom and Leslie and email us your question. I've got one here from Jeff in Illinois who writes, I built our family a new home last year. I have two high-efficiency water heaters, and I'm trying to find instructions on what I need for the manifold, pump, and thermostat to finish this myself. I have a quote from our HVAC company, but I think I can do it myself for less. Any suggestions? Well, you can do it yourself for less as long as you don't blow up the house in the process, Jeff. You know, we we think that uh, doing some of that HVAC work is something that's best left to a licensed professional. Uh, by virtue of the fact that you're asking these questions, I'm I'm expect I'm expecting that you don't have a lot of experience in this area, and probably not the place to learn. Hire the HVAC, do the projects you can do, but leave the rest to the pros. It will all come out better in the end if you do. All right. I hope that helps you out there. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. You know, in all of the years I was a home inspector, Leslie, Mm -hmm. uh, one of the most common concerns that buyers would have would be those darn cracks that were seemingly all over the house, you know, in the walls, (laughs) in the ceiling, at the juncture of the walls and the ceilings. Everyone thought that it meant that the house was collapsing underfoot, but we know that that is not the case, and you've got the solution in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. That's right. In fact, those cracks usually signal to me that it's time to paint whatever room in my house that I'm seeing them in. When you notice these cracks, folks, you're going to see them where your walls meet your ceilings, you're going to see them around doors, you're going to see them around windows, anywhere where you've got a piece of drywall botting up to another piece of drywall or butting up to some trim, because there's a lot of movement in those areas, and that just means that the tape and the joint compound have dried out, and now you see the crack. No problem, no structural problem there, just cosmetics. If you don't feel like fixing it, 
don't worry, your house is not going to fall down around you. If you want to fix it, let's go for it. First of all, if you can get rid of the old tape that's there, great. Peel that off. Do whatever sanding repair you've got to do to sort of buffer that edge between where you pulled the tape off and what's all painted and nice where you pulled all the tape off from before. Then what you want to do is get that fiberglass mesh tape. Number one, it's sticky. It's going to bridge the gap between the two areas where you see the crack. Then when you go ahead and put the joint compound over the mesh tape, it's going to sort of lay into there and adhere far better than it would to the paper tape. Plus, the paper tape just needs a lot of finagling. Uh, Joint compound, tape, joint compound. So go with the mesh stuff. It's far easier. You want to put a coat on, let it dry. Then you want to sand it a little bit, put another coat on, and you want to feather out your layers of joint compound so you don't end up with one thick batch of over the tape. Go wider every single time, feather it out, sand it in between. Once it's nice and dry, go ahead and repaint. All of those cracks will be gone. And here's a trick if where your ceiling meets your wall or if you've got some crown molding there and you notice the the crack happening, it's just the crown molding separating a little bit from your ceiling. Go in with some caulk. You will never know the difference. Easy repair changes the look of the room instantly. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, available 24-7-365 at 888-666-3974-1, 888-MONEYPIT. Also on air and online at moneypit.com. Coming up next week on the program, we're going to talk about kitchens, you know, a kitchen makeover. If it's out of the question, no problem. There are small changes that you can make, like painting those ceramic tiles to update the look of that space. We're going to tell you some cheap tricks for cool kitchens on the next issue of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Helping you build big dreams. Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.